0: Welcome to the 10th episode of the season of Gears and Beers, a show where freedom-loving, gun-toting capitalist pigs talk guns, gear, industry news, and dive deep with industry guests. Tonight on the show, we're going to be talking about ammo prices, the Stern Defense Rapid Attack Buttstock Adapter. Jim Jordan has sent a scathing letter to uh, the new director of the ATF. And we've got some other things on the list here as well that I'm forgetting at the moment. Uh, I'm your host Box, and I'm also joined by, or will be joined by here. Oh, there he is, showing up just right now. Sam, the owner of ShyWorks, Iowa's preferred cerakote applicator. Sam, do you have sound? I don't know. You tell me. It will work. Tell me about ShyWorks.
1: <laughs> well, if you're unfamiliar with us, we're Iowa's custom preferred cerakote applicator. So what we do is we talk to you about how you want your gun to look, uh, design it, and make it a reality. Whether that's a, just a simple single color change or battle war or a crazy camouflage or a flag or whatever theme you can come up with, we can make it happen. Uh, so check us out at shyworks.com as well as on Facebook and Twitter. Give us a shout and we'll, uh, we'll help you out with, with all your Cerakote as well as laser engraving and stippling needs. So check us out.
0: If I didn't mention it before that, this show is brought to you by Shyworks, but we are also brought to you by Ballistic Imagery Brand Building Photography. Check them out on on Facebook and BallisticImagery.com. Ballistic Imagery, make an impact. Okay, well, this has just been a real, a real shit show here for the first last 11 minutes of the show. Yeah,
1: my, my I, guys, I apologize. My audio probably sounds like shit. Um, my head, my sp- microphone is no longer working. For some reason, it allows my, me to hear through it, but it doesn't allow me to select it to speak through it. It makes no
2: sense, so it's been a shit show.
0: Yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound that bad.
2: Well, I think uh. it's just using my, my, uh, my laptop audio, so peachy, wonderful. Yeah, we'll get by.
0: So how was your day?
2: Shitty. Shitty. Uh,
1: the last two days have been a goddamn shit show around here. I, it's just... So um, yesterday I sprayed three ARs with Cerakote that was not catalyzed. You know what that does? Just makes them real gummy. It don't do... It don't, It's a fucking nightmare. That was um, stupid.
0: Why'd you do that?
1: I don't know. I watched myself because I record everything that goes on in the shop. So I went back to the video and I watched myself. I poked it into the, the you know, I measure by weight. So I put in how much cericote I put in. I looked at how much catalyzer I was, catalyst I was supposed to put in. And then I just fucking walked away and went and did something else. I, I like I have, I don't know if it's ADHD or what, but I, it's just not working for me lately. <laughs> oh God, I was pissed. And then uh, today, I went and talked to my tax professional to feel it's feel out how bad I'm going to get hosed on this year's taxes. And that's always a pleasant experience. But I'm drinking whiskey, so I got that going for me, which is nice.
0: Mm. Yeah, really working on that problem you got, huh? Uh huh. I even got nice, nice new uh, ice cubes now
1: with a nice big ass square whiskey drinking ice cubes. I'm working on getting them, uh, to be nice and clear, but this is, I'm not there yet. So
0: you're not there yet. I mean, <laughs> what do you well, need write a method down for ice cubes?
1: Actually? Yes. There is a lot. There is some method methodology, Me- methodology, methodology. I think you just need like clean water. No, actually not. Uh, it's, it's, if you just, you notice like your ice cubes that you put in your trays, and just in your freezer, they're never clear. Nobody ever notices that, but they're never clear. And that is because the water freezes too fast and doesn't allow the air to escape. So that's what the all the, the, the shit in, in there is trapped air. So if you allow it to freeze really slow, like put it inside of a cooler or something and then put it inside the freezer, then it freezes a lot slower and all that air can get out of there. And you're left with clear
2: ice. That's the basic idea behind it. But oh,
0: well, that's interesting. Yeah, learn something never new every day, huh? You know, I don't. I do. We have a single viewer. I don't see views on Facebook for some reason. I have no idea. I I just got logged back in, so I'm not even.
1: I'll go and look over at the stream and and find out it it. it hasn't even notified me that that we're live box so i don't oh, have any
0: viewers. That's cuz i never clicked go live on facebook or uh i guess i've been live on youtube but not on facebook.
1: Well that would be that would be the issue. <laughs> there, ain't, there ain't nobody on facebook to look at us cuz you didn't tell them. <laughs> uh,
0: this has really really been a fucking train wreck. I stumbled over the introduction while you were gone too.
2: Here we go. We're live on the Facebook. Somebody come say hi to us.
0: Well, what do we, what do we, uh, what do we start talking about?
2: Uh, well, uh, I guess. What do you want to chat about, Box? I don't really want to chat about anything. But
0: I'm here. Ah, uh, I hear you. I hear you. it's been a rough one. How about ammo, ammo Ammo prices?
2: Yeah, I actually, well, uh, that's a,
1: that's a relative term, I guess, Um, not near as low as it used to be. But um, if you go to like ammo seek, um, and if you're buying ammo in bulk anymore, don't, ever buy in bulk from the big box stores like you know don't go to like shields and some or something like that and buy it because it's just going to be crazy high price but if you go to like ammo seek right now they're selling you're able to find uh nine millimeter for i'm looking at it right now for 20 and a half cents around um and that is i think that's new well, up to between 20 to 22 cents around, 20 to 21 cents a round, you can buy a 1,000 rounds of brand new brass case 9 millimeter, which is not bad. It used to be in the before days, you know, I don't know, four or five years ago, you could get it for 18, 17 on a really fucking good day, 16 cents a round. And I just picked some up the other day. I think it was like 21, 22 cents. Uh, with shipping, obviously, you're going to pay a little bit more. So, that is looking up. 9 mil is looking up. Um, 223 is still kind of, that
0: seems like it's lagging behind. Let's see. I'll pull it's that like up. It's like 34 uh, cents, I was seeing. 30, 34 cents.
1: Yeah, not horrible. I'm I'm seeing here there's a lot of remanufactured stuff. Um, but here is um, PMC, which is kind of my go-to ammo, to be honest with you. You're looking at 34.6 cents around, which is pretty goddamn good. I mean that's that's real good um obviously you're gonna pay if, most places a lot of places you're gonna pay fifty to sixty bucks in shipping. I paid like i think it was like fifteen dollars for shipping that uh that thousand rounds of nine the other day, so you just gotta play around and look um so that's coming down. the other thing that i I did notice is not really coming down that much is uh 762 by 39 ak ammo that has been in the 30 cent range actually the 34 cent range for a long time um remember there was that ban that import ban on russian ammo like what was that like last year or two years ago already i don't remember, I remember it, it was 2020 was... i think and it jumped up to like 40 cents around and then settled down in the mid 30s. And it's been, it's been bumping around in the you know, 32 to 38 cents around for quite a while. But that's really, st- that's really staying right there at 34 cents around. Um, have you noticed, I know Palmetto has got their manufacturing plant set up. It's like uh, AAC ammo or something like that. Have you seen that box? I have, I have not. I haven't heard anything about Palmetto. Yeah, they're cranking. They got shit going on now. Uh, they got another company. I, I'm pretty sure they're sister companies. It's called like AAC. Um, and they're cranking out 9mm, um, 5.56. Five, and it's competitively pr- priced. It's like really good price. But one thing I haven't seen them put out yet is AK. Is is AK ammo. And I maybe there's a little bit of uh, additional fucking around with steel case stuff. I don't know, but it is heartening to see the prices are starting to come down. Um, one thing that's not coming down is reloading shit. Primers. I
0: was looking at, I was looking at some of that earlier today. I don't know what any of that shit really costs, but I noticed like the cheapest gallon of powder, I think was like $35 or something. Is that, that doesn't sound that bad.
1: Well, you're probably talking about a pound of powder. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: pound. Yeah. I guess uh, if it's a, powder, a pound, isn't that much? Well, like...
1: um, powder never really, uh, never really got super, super crazy. Um, I bought, thankfully, I bought like I don't know, like eighteen or twenty five pounds or something before all the shit went crazy. Um, so that never really got too, too terribly outrageous. Primers are the one thing that went fricking nuts though. Um, you can find them online for, it used to be, you could find a thousand of them for 35 bucks, 30 to 35 bucks. You know, that's three and a half cents around. And I was pretty decent right when I started reloading. And now I've actually found some online for like seven to eight cents around. Most of the shit you find is like 15 to 16 cents up per primer which is fucking insane um when you can buy loaded ammo for 20 you know 20 20 22 cents around it's not freaking worth it um but yeah that's one thing primers have not stabilized they're just freaking absurdly expensive still and i don't i don't quite understand that whole deal but thankfully i stocked up a little
2: bit before all this shit happened but still sucks still
0: sucks i believe Fioki is just opening a plant just announced that they're going to be opening a plant somewhere down south like kentucky i think oh yeah to start manufacturing or to pump out primers down there as well so that might i don't know who knows if that's just for them or sure it probably is but oh yeah man that's
2: and that's
1: That's the one, the one thing that like you can make, there's been, I've seen videos of guys making homemade primers and it's doable. They're really finicky. Um, but you can make, you can make your own gunpowder ish kind of make it work, you know, um, and, and projectiles. Those are easy. You can make that shit all day long and then obviously your cases, but, the primers are the one area that's really you gotta freaking, you gotta buy that shit. So it sucks that they're the only freaking thing that right now is almost like I, I see them on the shelves, but they're asking one hundred and twenty bucks, one hundred and thirty bucks for a thousand of them. It's just like I'm not I'm not freaking paying that, you know. But I don't know. but Hopefully these. There was you said Fioki, and then there was another one down in Texas that we talked about on the podcast, um probably last year that was that was working to open up, and I haven't heard anything recently from that, but hopefully that comes to fruition too, and starts bringing these prices down a little bit. Did you yeah. ever get did you ever get your reloader set up
0: no i well i mean i I stuck it on my bench when I lived in Royal. But I never did anything with it. Are you, are you planning to? Because I'll take it off your hands. I got the same one. I wouldn't mind having two. I will eventually. Yeah. It needs some work. There's something. The timing's wrong with it or something. Like you have the same one as me, just new. Yeah, just runs smooth as butter. Mine is, mine is not like that. <laughs> yeah. It, it needs there... some, some little TLC. They're pretty simple. We'll be able to get
1: her running like a top, and it's they're built like a tank, so it won't be it won't be no big deal
0: to get her
2: to get her running smooth.
0: Yeah. So I was thinking, um, a lot of people, yeah. such as myself, just haven't really bought any ammo the last two years. Like yep. I, this is the first time I've even looked at ammo <laughs> ever since it went crazy. So I was kind of surprised to see it where it's at. So I think, uh, if you've been holding off now is probably the time to start stacking again, at least, (laughs) at least some of it. If you, if you haven't been, if you're, you're uh, watching your funds, I think that's probably a good idea. Well, especially right. Like
2: right, right now, now being the black Friday sales and stuff. Yeah.
0: Is there black Friday sales on ammo?
1: Oh shit! Yeah, that's why. That's why I bought. They do. They do Black Friday. Well, right now, obviously Black Friday is gone, but they're on the Cyber Monday and Cyber Week sales still. So they, they're yeah. You you
2: can find some pretty decent deals right now.
0: Mm. So, how long do you think these prices are gonna last? Do you think they're gonna go lower? They're gonna. You think they're gonna hover around where they're at right now? And how long do you think it's gonna last?
1: I don't think it's going to get any better, to be honest. I don't think they're going to keep going down, to be honest with you. Um, Just because of the current world situation, our supply chain is is jacked right now. Um, Hell, I mean, the the railroad is talking about, workers are talking about striking here in the U.S. That's just going to, if that happens, which I don't believe that will happen, and frankly, I don't think Congress will let it happen. Um, But if that were to happen, you know, that's going to put the, it's like seventy percent of everything that U.S. Uh, citizens touch is on goes through the railways, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a big deal. Um, but then every other every other freaking supply chain is still jacked up. So I don't I don't foresee it getting any better for quite a while. Um, so I, man, that's why like I scooped up that that uh thousand rounds for of nine milk has been a long time since I bought any. And I just don't foresee it getting much, much better to be, to be honest with you. Do you think it's going to get any better from here or what's your viewpoint on it?
0: I think best case scenario, maybe we'll get nine down to 18, 19 cents around here and there. So not much, yeah. much cheaper than <laughs> than where we're at. I mean, that's like previous 20.
1: that's like previous years prices dude that's a pretty bold statement.
0: Well it's at 20.
1: I think that's just sale items though don't you Don't you think? I mean you're right it is at 20 but I don't know if, it's that, if that's just because of the Cyber Monday and Black
0: Friday deals going on I felt like it was but yeah. I, I guess I don't know yeah well I'm my point is, I can see it going a, f- a couple cents lower than where it's at now. Right. Uh, but even we taking- even if it if it moves a whole cent, like let's say it
1: goes from twenty cents to eighteen cents, that's uh, two cents obviously, but you're saving you know twenty bucks, which is decent. But my thoughts behind this are: make sure you have what you need, and you know, if you got to, if you, if you need to pay some prices that you're not super comfortable paying, well, I would prefer to do that rather than not have it when a fella needs it. So yeah, that, 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 that's my thoughts on it. If you need it, buy the shit. Cause it ain't getting it ain't getting any cheaper in the next, well, we got two more years of uh Biden and, uh, I, I don't see it going our way in two more years of presidential election. So I don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon. To be honest with
0: you, I don't see these prices lasting two years.
2: You think they're going to go up? I,
0: yeah, I think it'll I would keep, It'll drop a li- little bit more. But at best, I think we can maybe we can hang on to these prices until next election. But I don't, I don't see it going past that. And it's just gonna yeah. be another shit show.
2: Um, surprisingly enough,
1: actually, that was that was sarcasm. This the election still is not certified. There's still bullshit going on over that. Um, but as of right now, it looks like obviously we don't have the Senate, um, but we supposedly will have the House. So I don't think that you know there's gonna be any. Obviously, Republicans are spineless cowards. So it would not surprise me. But um there's not a huge chance of anything significant passing in the next two years. So I don't see any massive, massive runs on ammo unless something super, super bad happens. So yeah. It's not gonna get any cheaper, but I don't know. I I, I don't know. I the whole situation is just fucked to be honest with you. It's nobody knows nothing. It's hard to it's hard to uh to guess where anything is going to go but as for me me and my house we're we're sitting okay on on ammo supply so um i'm gonna keep scooping it up as it comes
2: along though i mean if i see any shit hot deals on it that's for damn sure are
0: you really sitting okay though well not where i would
1: like to be no i mean i watched uh i watched uh the video of a demolition ranch the other day and he's got a whole have you seen his vault video just freaking insane like all the guns and that's where i would like to be with the the subsequent ammo to to power all those guns for years and years you know so no i'm not where i want to be i'm not comfortable but i well i'm semi comfortable i where i am but i'm going to keep keep stocking up at every opportunity i see so i'm going to be one of those guys that dies when he's well, probably younger, way younger than I should be. But my, if I'm blessed enough to have kids, they'll come into my house and be like, "What in the hell does this dude think? I, I'm gonna have like fucking semi loads full of
0: <laughs> full full of ammo in there someday." But semi loads, huh? Oh hell yeah! We're we'll, we'll gonna need a bigger house, dude.
2: Yeah, that is very true. Is very another
0: true. another thing I was I was wondering I was thinking about today. Was, thinking about how much ammo we should have, but then I also got to thinking how much how many components should should we have. Because I mean things like we've been saying, things are just gonna go downhill from here and they're gonna get nothing but harder to obtain this kind of stuff as as life you know? goes on. So I was trying to figure out, like the the ratio of rounds to components. Like, say you have twenty five thousand cartridges, rounds, loaded ammo. Where would you want right. to be at with components?
2: Twice that.
0: Twice that. Why twice?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a just a rough estimate. I mean.
1: Um, and it's different for everybody. It's wherever you're, you feel comfortable, but I, I like to have a hell of a lot more components to be able to put stuff, you know, those cartridges together. I like to have a lot more of that than I do of loaded ammo. Um, I'm not there. Uh, thankfully I bought, I bought 10,000 small rifle primers, um, right before everything well right about when everything went nuts so was it 2020 when the whole this shortage kind of started again or was it 19 i think it was around 2020 but wow. i had a i had a buddy that you know kind of getting out of reloading he had 10,000 russian small pistol primers or small rifle primers excuse me and he made me a hell of a deal on them and you know, I didn't think I needed them at the time, but at this point in time, I'm pretty damn glad that I scooped them up. So that's kind of the way that I view everything at this point. Um, you know, it's, it's not like I'm going to regret buying, buying uh, primers or powder or anything. Cause it's not like, it's not like crazy expensive and I'm always damn glad. It's like a comfort, you know, when you see it. So, Um, I, I, I think I personally would love to have twice the, the components to loaded cartridges, but that's, that's just me. I, I don't know. You have, you probably haven't started really, or haven't never really had a chance to do much components Mm -hmm. shopping on.
0: I don't own a single primer.
1: Well, yeah. Back when I started reloading was in two thousand. Uh, just after 2012 uh, when Sandy Hook happened. Actually, I think Sandy Hook happened on like December. If I remember right, it's early December. I want to say like 11th or 12th or something. And Don't quote me on that. It could be way off. But I think it was like on the 4th of December. I bought my first AR lower and that really got me into uh, got me into guns and building guns and stuff. And then I subsequently got into to reloading. And of course, you guys know what happened after Sandy Hook. The there was the first ammo scare, and it was—I would say—I would venture to say that it was just as bad or worse than this one, probably worse. You couldn't find pr- primers on the shelf. You know, you'd go and find you'd you'd, you'd find them at Shields, and they'd send you a hundred. They'd sell you like one hundred at a time. So I'm buying, but it was like kind of like the lottery. You know, you'd, you'd find this shit. You know, hell, hell yeah, you know. But prices never skyrocketed near as bad as they they have now. But um, I I started reloading back then, like when shit was horribly hard to find. So it's just kind of been ingrained to in me find the shit or buy the shit whenever you find it and stock it up for a rainy day. So
2: that's kind of always been my mentality on it.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking in the next year soon when I'm not. Broke as fuck. I should probably start working out my whole reloading situation. Get that all set up. And...
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, to be honest with you, as far as reloading goes, it's a, I love being able to do it all at home, but it's it's relaxing and soothing to me. It's a strange, it's strange. Like if I have a super rough day, just go in there and reload 109 millimeter shells or 5.56, whatever. And and it's just, it's relaxing. It's therapeutic to me, almost. I
2: enjoy it.
0: I don't get that. Why? I don't think I'll enjoy it at all. Because that's, I don't know, it's just mind-numbingly boring. And it's kind of like a... What am I thinking of? Son of a bitch. Wiener? I don't know. Yeah, not that. That's... (laughs) I don't know. Fuck, I lost my train of thought. I don't know, just shocking. That, that uh monotonous action just it's too it's too boring for me.
2: I think that's why I
1: enjoy it just because like I I my brain is engaged so much during the day that it's nice to go and just disconnect a little bit and do that and then when you're, you you di- you you know you're done with it you've created this very useful
2: you know um awesome thing. You know, I, I, that's what I enjoy about it.
0: Yeah, not for me. I don't think anyways, I mean, I've never done it, <laughs> but I, so I can't say for sure, but <laughs> Oh wow. Cliff, you are in here. Welcome, <laughs> Asshole.
2: Uh, his,
1: his, Cliff's first comments about wieners. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God damn it. I'm still trying to think of what I was going to say. I okay, do not know,
2: box.
1: You'll think about say. You'll You'll figure it out as soon as
2: we change the subject.
0: Okay, what's the next subject? What do you what do you want to talk about? Jim Jordan or stern defense? Uh stern defense. Don't know what I don't know what, he, what this is. So, okay, well there's not much to say about it here. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw up picture on the on the screen here, a little slideshow that the uh Okay. Um, anyways, see. you all know like the, the law tactical folder. Yeah. Well, this is kind of the same idea, except it disattaches completely. It doesn't fold, but it uh, it allows your buffer tube and your stock and all that to kind of lock on to your lower. You, tw- you stick it in there, and you twist it 30 degrees, and it's locked in there, and you can run your gun as normally. And the buffer... Runs back into the or the carrier runs back into the buffer tube as it always does. Can't fire it right. with the with the with the uh, buffer tube off of there, obviously, unlike some other options. But I just thought that was um, kind of interesting. It runs for 140 bucks. I don't know of many uh, um, advantages other than storage over a folder. It's certainly not as deployable as any of the other options. Right. But it's definitely gives you options when it comes to throwing it in a tiny little space or splitting up your components. I'm not sure why you'd want to do that, but yeah, I don't know.
1: Like I appreciate the fact that this is a, you know, this is an option.
2: But I don't see it has any benefit, much, much, much at all. Um, Miles says, uh, "Just jumping
1: in for a sec. Bufferless is the way of the future." I think I would. This is what I've been saying for years. I I agree with Miles. So I don't really see the the
2: value in 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 this uh in this system i guess to be honest
0: with you i'm surprised I mean, it's cool it was well, why because i'm since innovation. when innovation since when do you need to see value in something before you're like yeah it's awesome like 90 percent of the things you like you like just because they're neat and new
1: yeah, and, and I mean this is I mean this is fairly cool, I guess. It's interesting. You can get yourself like this, and then there's that also this quick detach system that they make. I haven't seen it for a while. It's kind of faded out a little bit. Um, but it's a you can do the same thing with the barrel. You put the barrel in and twist it and that and that yeah. connects in. But the last thing I mean I'm trying to think of a situation when I... Because if it was in a backpack, like, say, a backpack gun, like, the last thing I want to do is knead it, and then I got to put the freaking buffer tube on quick. You know what I mean? I'd rather just, like, it's on there, and you can slap it open, at the very least, a lock tactical. And I don't even like lock tactical folders. I would never buy one of those because it can't fire with the bolt with the... Well, it can, but
2: you only get one shot. I don't even like those, to be honest with you. Um, so I don't... I don't know. Mur- Murphy says it's all about innovation. Said, yeah, that's right. No, I mean,
1: we're innovating. I guess this is kind of innovative. I just don't love it. It's not something that I would run, I guess.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure, the, the, the sure of the niche market that they're aiming for. I'm sure it'll come in useful for somebody, but it's not as universally useful as, as the other options.
1: Right, and I'm just trying to think about of a situation where it's going to be useful for someone, though. And I can't see that scenario.
0: A briefcase. How about a briefcase? A briefcase is too thin to stuck a stiff. stiff. Damn it, you got me, Cliff. I'm, it's all about the wieners now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> In briefcases it might be a little too narrow to stuff a folded up AR into, so where you <laughs> have to take the buffer tube off of it. And there you go, there's your scenario.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could, I could agree with that. Only in scenarios where you have
1: limited, limited width, I suppose. Miles says, "Uh, survival rifle like the Air Force uses." Yeah, possibly, possibly. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting, interesting tidbit. I'm not, I'm not knocking it because it's, it's nice to have the, you know, every option. I like having all sorts of options. You know, that's pretty sweet. I enjoy that. I just don't particularly think this is one for me, I, should,
0: I guess I should say. I
2: yeah. don't
0: care for it. It may solve some pretty big problems that some people have that I'm not aware of. Weird-ass problems. Yeah, I can't read the text on the screen tonight for some reason. The names. Who is that poor man's machine gun? Hello from Indiana. Well, hello to you from Iowa, poor man's machine gun. It's nice to have you. I have a new you are around here well that's yeah all i really got on the the old stern defense i figured you'd be all about it but sometimes i'm wrong not often but sometimes
1: well i am i'm about like i'm about a lot of stuff innovative stuff like this but it's got to have some like it's got to have some redeeming quality or like some some useful aspect And or just inherently really cool. And frankly, I just don't, I don't, I don't feel that it's inherently that cool. Miles says, uh, law folder was too expensive and not the best. I would agree. Like, I, it was, it's cool. And actually, though, did you see law tacticals coming out with a new system that allows them to fire multiple times with the stock folded? And now we're getting into situations where okay, now I can get on on board this train. I think there's still better options, but I can at least appreciate where they're where they're going with their uh, the whole thing. So, have you seen that? I have not. But yeah, the Lock Tactical—they're coming out with a new thing, and it's actually a bolt carrier, um, bolt carrier group. And it uses, we've looked at them on this podcast before. They got a couple of springs back there, you know, and, and yeah. everything's contained within the upper. So, but my question is, I don't know if they're going to make that a proprietary system. First try. Uh, if you have to use it with a law tactical buffer or law tactical folder, or if you're going to be able to use it in, in any upper, kind of like just a, you know, you got your BRN 180 upper, I would bet that they're going to try to make it proprietary. Um, but in which case, I think that there will be a pretty simple modification that you could do to make it useful in whatever gun. Because, I mean, it can't be that freaking complicated. So I'm interested to see a little bit more on that too and whether that
2: how that uh, all plays out.
0: Yeah, that may be interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay, you want to move on? I suppose. Oh, there was a new Samism in that rant of yours as well. What's that? You're like, I like, I like stuff.
2: <laughs> I do. I like, I like lots of stuff. All sorts I like of stuff.
0: Lots of stuff. I,
1: I, I get into all sorts of things. That's part of my freaking problem. I'm so. I like gear and stuff and things, and I just go from one thing to the other, like a. It's infuriating. Like a what? Uh, I don't. I don't really know. Like a bumblebee, you know. I. 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 I
0: got nothing. I don't know. Surprised you came up with anything. I was trying to call you out on that, but way to go. Well, that didn't work out for you. Okay. Anyways, on to the next subject. Uh, this week, Jim Jordan of Ohio, representative out of Ohio. He sent a letter to Mr. Steven Dettelbach, the director of the ATF, reprimanding him. Or a scathing letter, I suppose you su- you should say. But, backstory here, just a uh, some con- context. I cannot talk for fuck tonight, man. <laughs> God damn. Anyways, right now. Mr. Jerry Nadler is the chair of the Judiciary Committee in the House. and We all know how that goes, that fucking old bag. But come January, since the Republicans won the House, it's expected that Jim Jordan will be taking over as the chair of the Judiciary Committee. And he's also the ranking member. So he's kind of... um, getting an early jump on that so he sent this letter to Stephen Dettelbach which and I I never did find the actual letter itself I just found articles and and quotes from the letter but it was on Monday that he that he sent this letter out and he accused the ATF of ignoring or failing to sufficiently respond to his past requests for documents and information about the Bureau's efforts to regulate firearms through the rule-making progress. And the ATF, of course, came back. A spokesman came, came back to that and said, no, we've responded to all prior letters and we'll continue responding. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what these past letters are. but He claimed to, anyways. But Jim Jordan also told Dettelbach the committee may be forced to resort to compulsory process to obtain the material we required and warned. It may require prompt testimony from ATF employees and asked him to preserve all existing and future records and materials in your, in your possession relating to the gun rules. I believe this letter was prompted by I mean, a lot of things, but the main topic of it, I think, was the ghost gun rule that that came out recently. And about that, Jordan said that the ghost gun rule goes well beyond the authority granted to the agency in any applicable federal statutes. And in a prior letter to the ATF, he declared the rule appears to be a deliberate attempt to usurp the authority of Congress, and said it unconstitutionally infringes on American citizens' fundamental Second Amendment rights and privacy rights under the Fourth Amendment. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we all we all pretty much know this, but it's kind of it's kind of nice having a congressman <laughs> say these words to to the ATF themselves. And he's also objecting, of course, to the stabilizing race ruling. That goes into is that when's that go into effect?
2: Like uh, December 7th, sometime.
0: The seventh, I think. I'm not week? quite sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not.
1: I'm not positive on that, but sounds good.
0: So, he, uh, on that note, he also says. Congress hasn't criminalized the use of a pistol arm stabilizing brace under the Gun Control Act of 68 or allowed for its regulation under the NFA. Mm -hmm. But through its proposed rule, the ATF seeks to subject stabilizing braces to the Gun Control Act, criminal penalties, and NFA regulation without congressional prohibition of the underlying activity. And that's... So that's... That's kind of promising to me. I'm skeptical that anything will ever come of it. But it's nice to see a congressman recognize that the ATF has just been doing all this shit that hasn't been passed through Congress. Which, I mean, any new gun control that's passed legally has to go through this committee. So they're not going to pass anything that doesn't. Hold up. I wouldn't think anyways. I don't know too much about Jim Jordan myself.
2: Um, uh, I've I've been
1: following Jim Jordan for years. I'm a pretty big fan. He's a, he's a pretty hardcore constitutionalist. Um he wouldn't personally, he wouldn't allow any gun control shit to go through. But the way committees work is you know, there's usually eleven or thirteen or however many members on a I don't know about that particular committee. I would assume eleven or thirteen. Um but if they vote, you know, it goes up to a vote, and there is there's Democrats and there, there's Republicans on there, so it's not like it's not like set in stone that nothing could go through there. But you're right; it would be a little, it would be a harder because there's more. I believe there's going to be more Republicans on there now that they own the House. Um, I've always been a fan of Jim Jordan. I've always loved, agreed with everything he said. But um, to your to your point, talking about the the. Uh, ATF redefining firearms rule. Um, the, the thing that's so frustrating about that is there is a court case going on right now with tactical machining and uh, Blackhawk manufacturing. I believe it is. They're like eighty percent machining. I believe that something like Blackhawk and eighty percent are one and the same, or doesn't matter. But anyways, there's this uh, court case going on and the judge in that case it's a, has uh, sued they've sued the ATF and the judge in that case has said that this rule is unconstitutional it's blatantly unconstitutional he called i can't remember his exact wording but he said it was he made no qualms about calling this rule completely unconstitutional and he has he has put an injunction on the ATF from enforcing this rule on tactical machining and blackhawk manufacturing and all of their customers. So if you go and you go on tacticalmachining.com, they're still selling the hell out of 80% and jigs to go with each other. So you can buy an 80 percent and a jig together off their website because the ATF cannot enforce this rule on them. Everything they're doing is still legal and still kosher. And this judge has has declared, this is unconstitutional. So he's declared this injunction. But what's frustrating to me, is this is still, I understand it, but it's frustrating that this hasn't been declared nationally, hey, this is unconstitutional, stop this bullshit, yet it's it's allowed to stand. That's the thing that frustrates me so much, when it's been declared unconstitutional and it's still allowed to stand for everybody else in the nation. Um I think it's pretty clear to anybody with a brain that the ATF is overstepping on this. They were never given the authority by Congress to regulate parts and accessories, which they were given the the authority to regulate firearms and frames and receivers, but you just can't call whatever the hell you want a frame and a receiver. Like, that's not how that works. They weren't given that authority. So... The fact that that's still allowed to stand and now the ATF is coming in in the next week or two, whatever it is. Gene says that December 19th, he thinks the, the brace rule goes into effect. Either way, in the next few weeks, the fact that this the ATF is just going to do the same fucking thing and there's going to be all sorts of court cases, I have absolutely zero faith that the ATF is going to get smacked down on this, to be real honest with you. Uh, we just keep letting it happen and letting it happen, and the shit keeps going farther and farther. And man, it's it's frustrating, but uh, it is nice at least that we have you know the house so they can't pass
2: whatever the hell they want, but still, it's extremely irritating.
0: Yeah, um, kind of the same way. I mean, I like to hear it that he's that this shit is going on, that they're getting called out on their shit. But yeah, I have a hard time having any faith that the government does anything worthwhile at this point. Uh, Jim Jordan, kind of a skeptic.
2: The poor, is that the poor man's machine gun? We need
1: to change the
0: the font color on that.
1: Yeah. I don't Um, know why it is like that. Jim Jordan needs to extend this to bump stocks and force reset triggers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, side note did you see rare breed triggers they won their lawsuit against uh, uh, the wide open trigger at Big Daddy Unlimited so they got the stock they got all of Big Daddy Unlimited's triggers all their wide open triggers and get this they're selling them on their fucking website now oh yeah I did see that Keep in mind that rare breed triggers were confiscated. The ATF confiscated all of rare breed rare breed triggers inventory, so they had no triggers to sell. So they won their lawsuit against wide open triggers, and the balls on these people to go and put them on their website and sell that, and and explicitly states on the website that these every dollar we make off of these will be go towards funding our fight against the ATF. The ball's on those guys is holy shit. We need if everyone in the in the second amendment industry were as committed as those guys are, we would not be in the situation that we're in, but that's I I just I thought that was freaking awesome. It was <laughs> it was pretty pretty great. I enjoyed that immensely.
0: I looked at them when they when I first heard that news and I don't know the the price that the wide open triggers normally run but it looked like they were selling them at a pretty discounted price. I think it said yeah. they're like normally like 350 or something and they were selling them for what? 200.
1: 200, yes. But there is the problem with that is um, there's a pretty big you're taking a risk. Um, by buying one of these triggers, um, just because I mean, it's 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 common knowledge that the ATF has showed up at a lot of people's doors questioning them about these triggers, and they're viewing them as machine guns. So you know, the penalty for owning a machine gun, an unregistered machine gun, is ten years in prison and a two hundred and fifty thousand dollars fine. So that's there it's not a light it's not a light thing so um the fact that the wide open triggers is do or excuse me rare breed triggers are doing this is pretty pretty awesome but yeah i i i would i would agree that they're they have to sell them almost i guess at a discounted rate otherwise who's going to take the? you know who's going to really take the
2: chance of putting their name on a freaking list to go to federal pound me in the ass prison for 10 years
0: Rare breed was a prosecutor that helped with
2: the warrant refusal. Really, I had not heard that. Um, just oh. another quick update on rare breed. Um, their case in North
1: Dakota was thrown out because the judge or the ATF argued that this was the wrong jurisdiction. They didn't have any jurisdiction up in, up in North Dakota or whatever. So that whole case was thrown out. Um, but down in Florida, they're going to refile. And this was, I think this was like a week or two ago, they said they were going to refile within a week. So it's probably now where it's already been filed, but, um, Gene says they're showing up on gun broker purchases. Well, yeah, but you got to be crazy, son of a bitch, to buy off gun broker because that was where the majority of people were getting visits from the ATF. Anyway, so I, I don't know, man. Like me personally, I I have an SOT. I am, you know, I'm legal to, to manufacture machine guns. So I wouldn't really have any qualms about buying one because, you know, Technically, it's still not kosher, but at least I'm I'm licensed for that sort of thing. But the average Joe schmo, you're taking a big risk buying
2: something like that. But I applaud you if you got the cojones on you to do it.
0: I haven't heard anything else about the ATF showing up at anybody's houses lately.
2: Um, I haven't
1: heard anything recently. No, oh, not yeah. not
0: recently, but uh, it's
1: been. And I'm not saying, I don't know if it's been happening yet or been happening still, if that was just like kind of a spur of the moment deal or or
2: what the whole situation with that was.
0: Yeah, it's hard to tell.
2: I think it was just a scare tactic. Typical ATF bullshit.
0: Hard to tell what with the ATF. I heard a quote the other day.
2: Are you going to tell
0: us or? I can't remember exactly where it is. It's like the gist of it is kind of stupidity can often come off as aggression. That's kind of, I mean, you don't know what you're doing, so it looks like you're a villain. Kind of the point of it. It's a whole lot more eloquently stated oh okay i was
1: i was confused you're talking about the atf yes i i would venture to say that the atf is certainly is aggressive and they intend to come also come off aggressive but they are also very stupid so i would i would say that that quote i mean i see what you're saying yeah some of the some of the some of the agents are pretty freaking stupid but cliff says let's order a bunch of triggers with boxes info and address on them
0: <laughs> real dick move
2: cliff real go dick for move
0: it. go for it i don't care cliff
2: <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah it'll be i don't remember where that conversation started at but it'd be inter- it'll be interesting to see how uh I'll tell you what though, that rare breed, they've been fighting and fighting and they're freaking, um, the ATF took away their, their money by, you know, confiscating their, their inventory and they're still fighting. And then they had the balls to freaking throw up those wide open triggers that they got from another lawsuit that they were having to throw all this money at. They got those triggers and then had the balls to throw them on their own website and take and get the money from those. So man, I have. I,
0: I applaud the hell out of them. They're uh, one company that is not intimidated by the by the ATF.
1: No, no, absolutely not. And that's pretty freaking
0: awesome of them. When are you going uh, to be on Rumble? I believe we were on Rumble at one point in time, weren't we? But I think we gave up because it was a total shit show.
1: No, we're on like full uh full thirty or full sixty or some
0: shit like that. Um, I know we at least considered Rumble a couple years ago. Actually, I've
1: been, I've been debating getting on Rumble just for the specific purpose of recording videos that I can then embed on our website. Um, because there's a lot of videos that I can't do such as like building a Glock or building an AR or, um, you know, talking about 3d printed guns that I can't post on faith or on, excuse me, on YouTube. Um, but I believe I can. Rumble is, you know, they're not wonderful, but they're better than the options we have. So uh, I'm thinking about joining them just for the simple fact that I can post and, and and embed them on our website. So that's something that I'm gonna I'm gonna look into actually.
0: Yeah, I haven't looked at Rumble in probably a year and a half, two years. So I'm not sure what it's like. Maybe we should look into it again. Yeah. They seem like the most viable YouTube option.
1: I mean, they're still, they're still there. They're still ticking. Um, have you been watching all this shit with old Elon on the, on the Twitters? Mm -mm. Apple, Apple has, Apple has actually threatened to take Twitter out of its, out of its Apple store. Oh, I saw that for some reason. Um, so that would be interesting. And now Europe is threatening to um not allow uh, Twitter in Europe unless he adheres to their strict censorship rules, essentially, which he is he is vehemently against. That's the entire reason that he spent forty four million billion dollars or whatever to buy to buy Twitter. That's the entire reason he got into this fight. So he's even gone so far as to say that if Apple removes him from their store, he will look into uh, building his own phone to compete with them. (laughs) I bet he will anyways. Well, he already has a phone. They've already, Tesla's been developing a phone. It's called like the Tesla, Tesla Pi phone. And that's been in, that's been in the works for a couple of years now. So it would not surprise me if 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 he went
2: ahead and did it. Uh, it definitely, I would buy the damn thing though, just to support him.
0: I don't know you. You really love love yourself some Elon. I I
1: love. He's a weird dude. He's a very weird dude. I do. I love the shit. I do love him because he is, he he's standing up against censorship and he stands up for free speech. Like, I know that you have your qualms with him. um, And I, and I agree with those, those issues, but man, like somebody's got to do it. And he is, he, he's not one to be scared or back down from a fight. And I, I appreciate the hell out of that. He posted a photo the other day of his bedside table. It had a toy gun and a replica musket from, like, the 1800s and a bunch of Diet Coke and some other shit on it. And liberals lost their freaking minds. What do you have a toy gun? What do you have a gun on your bedside table for? You need to secure that shit and blah, 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 and it just actually lost it, and they didn't realize that it was a toy... The thing didn't even have a trigger in it, it just a toy gun. Uh, Chipman says he can't be bought, which I like. That is precisely why I like him. He has enough money where he, he's got he's got fuck you money, and he will do what he thinks is right, and what he thinks
2: is right is free speech, which I 100% um, agree with. I thought I saw... Somewhere that is
0: his significant other was like a communist or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what it was.
1: She's, I don't think she's a commie, but she's a raging liberal, if I remember right. And didn't that, what did they named their kid? Like one of their, their la- he has a lot of kids, but his last one he had was like,
0: yeah, I just like came a- across that the other day actually, seeing how, on the Rogan show, talking about how to pronounce it and it's like X-Ash A-12 or something like that. Yeah, and it pronounced. was named
1: after, I think it was named after a fucking
2: spaceship.
0: Yeah, the A-12 was, he said, was his contribution and it was just like a, a cool <laughs> ship that he liked.
1: <laughs> uh, good stuff, good stuff. Um, But Talking about back to censorship, if you if you I, you, you may not have know what's going on in China right now, just because it's not something that our media wants to show. Um, but there's some massive protests going on, basically over their COVID zero policy or zero tolerance policy, um, and what they ended up doing was they'll lock down entire they'll lock down uh, apartment complexes, blocks. Entire fucking cities, if there is any COVID detected there. And this particular instance, they had they had welded the door shut on an apartment complex, which then started on fire, and there was ten people burned to death in that apartment complex, which is ultimately the catalyst for all these protests going on. Um, but it's all uh, it's all about uh, their, their zero COVID policy because people are they have no lives, they can't do anything. Um, but th- at these protests, they're holding up blank sheets of paper, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and what they represent is we don't have a voice. We can't say anything because they are censored so much that even if they, if they talk bad about the, the president or, or the government, they may freaking disappear and be gone forever. Um, the the shit that's going on over there is just insane they're building entire they're building entire camps covid camps where if you test positive for covid here you go you're going to be shutting this freaking and this uh hole for whatever a month until you test positive or negative for covid and then we're going to let you out if we ever do let you out um it's just insanity over there and they have no they have no way to fight back on this because they have no guns, they have no weapons, they can't, they can't do anything. Um, and what really, what really gets me is all of these policies, like the worst part of these policies, the censorship, the, the control of the people, the, the no guns, these are things that our government right now and our, the, the left wing is embracing and trying to bring into the United States here, all of these things. And I guarantee you, if you go over and talk to these people, they would tell you, never, ever, ever give up your freedoms. And I, that that's just... So that's one thing that I appreciate about what Elon is trying to do. He recognizes this, and he recognizes the importance of the First Amendment and communication and freedom of speech. Um, so that's... Don't ever give this shit up. And it's so frustrating, like, you... You scroll through Twitter, Box. You're not on Twitter, but I, I, I am. And uh, there are so many people arguing for censorship, arguing for the government because they don't want to see hate speech. Well, the government should be able to regulate this because that's mean. Like you don't understand what you're asking people. Like go and look at look go and look at China and see what's actually happening right now. And you'll understand the the need for
2: freedom of speech. Just baffles me.
0: I don't think they will understand. They won't understand it till they live it. No,
1: absolutely. I I, I would absolutely agree. And it's it's unfortunate. But then again, our media doesn't. Have you seen? I mean, have you seen our media reporting on the Chinese uh, protests? Very, very little. They're not going to tell you what this is all about. Uh, Have you seen our, our, this administration um, uh, saying they're behind these protesters? No, because that, first of all, first of all, they don't want to piss off the Chinese communists because they're in bed with them. They don't want to piss them off. And second of all, these are the, the same policies that the commies have over there are the same policies that they're trying to enact over here. So that's... it's uh,
2: and
1: This same shit is going on in Iran, too, actually. I don't know if, if you guys are aware of this, all the massive protests going on in Iran because of the um, the oppressive government and i think all those were sparked because there was a some a chick was in police custody or some shit and uh she was killed or and br- brutally hurt i don't know if she was killed or whatever but there's massive protests going on over there too and you don't hear about that shit very much because our media doesn't run a report on that because these are the same kind of governments that they wish to be so i ain't ever giving up my guns folks sorry
2: ain't gonna freaking Ain't going to happen. I remember
0: it's been a while back how China responded, first responded to COVID shut everything down. And everyone is still bitching that the U S needs to shut everything down. And they're like, you didn't do enough to stop COVID. And you, why didn't you do more like what they did? Everyone bitched, yep. be more like China. Okay. Uh, yeah. is that Really? Is that what you want? Look at where they're at now. That's where we would be right now. If we had gone that route.
1: Yep. And they're in a they're in a hell of a situation because they they have not allowed the Chinese CDC or whatever has not allowed foreign vaccines to be introduced. They're using their own vaccines over there, but they're not the mRNA ones that that the rest of the world has. Um, and also, there there's zero COVID policy. Has resulted in they have no herd immunity over there because a lot of people have never been exposed to COVID, so they had absolutely no chance to to develop an immunity to it at all. So say they were finally they say okay, well we're going to give this this zero COVID policy up. Guess what's going to happen? There's going to they're going to the same shit. Like you're going to overwhelm the hospitals. There's going to be massive death because. They've been sheltered from it so much; they have no immunity to it. So they're in—they're up Shit's Creek with no with no paddle. They got—they got no way out of this. And they're the freaking idiots. The rest of the world's moving on with their life, and China is still basically fucked.
0: There's nothing they can do. But it's for the good of the people, for their own good. Sam, the government knows best. Right. Yeah. We'll see uh, in the end. The end justifies I, the means.
2: Well, when the end is you
1: can't live your own life as you see fit, that's sorry, and it's not acceptable. <laughs> like, And it's to the point where they have to do, they have to do, I'm not sure if it's daily, but it's very, very often COVID tests, and they have to have a negative COVID test to do basically anything. Um, it's it's freaking absurd over there just just absurd and that's a, a main reason why we we're talking about the supply chain earlier why that's so strained and so screwed is because china is one of the ma- the main suppliers of the entire entire world and they still have this policy that keeps screwing everything up all the manufacturing over there so
2: i yeah it's a i don't know man i don't know where everything is going to go and how that's all going to work out over there but i hope I
1: would say, I hope the protests succeed over there, but the communists are just going to fucking kill them and then refuse to allow any of the news to get out. So they're pretty
2: much hosed.
0: Yeah. No, we 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 can't let you die from COVID. We have to we have to kill you ourselves.
1: Right. Yeah, and that's you know we joke about it, but that's the that's the freaking reality over there they and they I mean, they have, they have literal internment camps for, I can't remember if it's a, it's a certain, um, certain breed of Muslims over there. There's just, I think it's the Muslims. They're just exterminating them and no one talks about it. No one says shit because China is such a key, uh, key part of the world economy. They don't want to piss them off. Yeah, we're letting people commit genocide over there. It's 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 freaking
2: absurd. Just absurd, man. It's unfortunate.
0: Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I don't have a whole lot to say about this particular matter tonight. Andrew or says really, that.
1: I, I don't know how to pronounce that, the, but Weigers, we, Weezers, Weigers. Yeah, the, the Muslims over there that they're committing genocide on. It's, look it up. It's, it's some pretty freaking... Crazy shit going on. We're back in the frickin' in the 1940s with the the Holocaust type situation going on. It's insane, and well, nobody, it's Ameri- nobody.
0: It's America that's that's full of hate and discriminating against Muslims and everyone else. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, man. the The current the current uh, world we're living in. But then again, I think everybody that's lived through any time ever has said the times they're living in are pretty fricking crazy.
2: So I mean, try to enjoy it as much as you can.
0: Yes, sir. Okay. Do you want to call tonight?
2: I think we probably should. I am kind of, kind of hungry. I
1: think, uh, I think the girl brought me some, uh, girlfriend brought me some Panera bread. Uh, Nick says, before we go, what was your guys' best deal you got on Black Friday or Cyber Monday? Did you buy anything, Box? Nope. Not a single thing. I bought I bought some ammo. What the hell did I buy? I bought some ammo. 9 mil. I bought some uh some head some earbuds from uh from Wise. And one last thing, I got some uh a new mat, a new gun mat. Um, that orange mat that I'm, that I run on my workbench, you know, it's that silicone mat. I got a, I got a mini one for my, for in the house, for my, my gun bench in there. And I got a new 3d printer, but that was weeks ago, but I just got to pay for it. And it's
0: on
2: the way. That'll be here on Monday. So I'm pretty stoked about that.
0: Yeah. I did get a pretty sweet onesie. That,
1: I mean, sweet is a relative term but <laughs> yes
0: it's a, it was a nice, nice onesie box, very nice onesie <laughs> that's as uh, that's as close as I can get to a black Friday <laughs> deal there, Nick <laughs> the best I can do for you tonight, bud, yeah, okay, well, I suppose we're going to call it a night um this was an episode we were making up from last week, so. Next week, we will be recording as well. We will not be taking a week off between now and the next episode. But the next Gears and Beers will be on December 7th. And that will be the last episode of the year and of the season. We'll be coming back in January. We're going to take a bit of a month break. We'll come back with season two. So you're not going to see much from us between next week in January, but it will be coming right back. So stick around for that. Maybe, and I'm sure Sam won't be able to help himself and he'll probably post a thing or two on the podcast page. Oh yeah,
1: um, of course,
0: of course. But that's, that's pretty much going to be it. Anyways, thank you everyone for stopping by. Be sure to listen to our entire catalog of podcasts on most major podcast providers and also on our website, If you enjoy what we do and you want to help support the show, check out our Subscribestar page for exclusive content and other benefits. If you want to get more involved with the community, join our forum on LifeShortLiveFree.com and also join our Discord server. Um, I don't think you can just search that up and find it. You'll have to um, download our app, which you can find on LifeShortLiveFree.com and the tab up on the top right, you can click... Download the app and you can get that from the Google Play Store, not on the Apple store. Not available on Apple products. But if you download the app, you can get the download you can get the the, the URL, the invite on there to join the Discord. It's a happen in place. We got quite a few people in there. Mostly something is said every single day. There's usually conversations going on in there. It's it's gonna be a whole lot more. A whole lot more people in there before long. A whole lot more conversations. It's always interesting in there. We got, what, 3D printing stuff in there. We got guns and gear in there. We got a DIY page in there. We got, fuck, we got all sorts of channels in there. Yeah, all sorts of fun stuff.
1: We need to make that public. Um So
0: everybody. We cannot. Not until we hit a thousand people, we can't make it discoverable. So <laughs> we needed to gain well, a few people. I mean, I mean,
1: like uh, put the put the invite somewhere so those with uh, ad- iPhones can still join the Discord and stuff. Because no. if you have an iPhone and you want to join, you, you you got no way because you can't get the 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 LSLF app. So we need to make that public at least. But
0: that's true. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah it. it's happening over there. It's uh, there's always conversations going on. It's uh, pretty enjoyable. So
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. I believe Nick actually just posted one of his invite codes on the Facebook video. So if you wanna, you want in on it, go click that. Go okay, click click that URL right there. Anyways, if you aren't aware. Gears and Beers is streamed live every other Wednesday night at 8:30 Central Time on YouTube, Twitch, and our website. We would love for you to come get involved with the conversation. Be sure to check out our sponsors, Shyworks at shyworks.com and also on Facebook, along with Ballistic Imagery at ballisticimagery.com and also on Facebook. And that is the show, folks. We'll see you again next weekend. Next next Wednesday. That's that's the, that's the one. Next Wednesday. Sign us off, Sam.
1: Yep, guys, thanks for hanging out. We appreciate it. So we talk to you next time. Remember, life short, live free. God bless. God bless the United States of America
0: from the ATF. Repeal the NFA.